You're very welcome to the Health and Fitness Show here on Midlands 103. I'm your host, Dr. Diane Cooper. We have a packed show for you this evening. We'll be speaking with John Corrigan about some research he's doing into injury for GAA. We'll also be speaking with Suzanne Toomey about Zumba in Leash. And Anne-Marie and Michelle will be joining us from the National Hair Loss and Scalp Clinic in Chavot in Tullamore to talk to us about why people experience hair loss and the wonderful options that are available to them at the moment. Joining me on the line now is John Corrigan. And John is a PhD student from DCU and his area that he's working in is injury prevention in ladies Gaelic football. John, you're very welcome. Thanks very much for joining me. Hi, Diane. Thanks for having me on. It's great to chat to you about this. Um, John, can I just ask you, before we get into your research, why are you interested in this area of injury prevention in ladies Gaelic football in particular? Yeah, so that's a great question, Dan. So I, I worked with, with many different teams uh, across Gaelic games. Really, what I found when I was working with senior and minor ladies Gaelic football teams, I really just thought there were so many injuries. You know, that first-hand perspective, injuries were happening so frequently. And that's sort of what led me to where I am now in terms of you know, trying to establish the extent of the problem, I suppose, in ladies football and, and develop an injury prevention solution. And when you say you worked with uh, these teams, what, what's your background or what specific work were you doing? Yeah, sorry. So in terms of my background, I'm a certified athletic therapist. So I specialise in the prevention, uh, the diagnosis and the rehabilitation of sports injuries. So I, I was working on the sidelines. So yes, yeah, so so there you're you're absolutely the right person then to be observing injuries and how to treat them over the over the a long period of time. So yeah, so a lot of injuries, and I think look to, to be fair, a, a, a number of my friends are GA players, and I and you know even from my own history, and and there's loads of people here who've been involved in that type of thing, and we lo- we we know about injuries, and you know it's an absolute disaster when you get them. But what the interesting part is is and and it's effective is injury prevention strategies. So you're obviously working in this area and research. So what are the, what's the aim of your research? So I suppose the aim of my research really is firstly to investigate and see where injury is at, is, is at at the moment and then to develop an injury prevention strategy specifically for ladies Gaelic footballers. And then I'm also working on, on something similar in referees. That's the area of my research. Okay, and um, speaking of injuries, so like what are the typical injuries that you would see in um, female footballers? Yeah, so I suppose last year we, we, we went through the whole injury fund, the whole injury fund. We went through about a decade's worth of claims in the injury fund, the LGFA's injury fund. And what we saw was that the knee, the ankle and the hamstring were by far the most frequently injured structures. So, so those three alone make up around half of all injury claims. Um, and, and we look at the costs of things as well, actually. And we saw that the knee alone is about 70% of the injury fund's cost. Um, which is about €5 million Euro over 10 years on just the knee. Um, and within that, actually, the, the knee itself causes about 80% of hospitalizations. would you believe? Um, and I suppose a big reason for that really is your anterior cruciate ligament injuries, your ACL injuries. We, like, we know these are particularly common in women and adolescent females. They, they, they happen you know, four times as more in, in women's sports than they do in men's. So why, um, why but, is that? Uh, well, I, I, I'm not really a physiologist or, or anything, but to, to attest, to, to the reasons, there, there's a vast number of reasons. that They say there's different uh, ligaments, uh, tension and things like this. Um, newer research now is saying, well, maybe if, if, you know, if ladies football or, or ladies sports had the same access to different resources, maybe we'd see that you know, 
these things wouldn't happen at a higher a higher rate than they do in men's sports. Mm, so there, I, I'm not going to necessarily speak mm. uh, on why that is the reason, but there is a, a varying uh, number of reasons for that. So we know that there are very some some common or typical injuries in females. So then, of course, the logical thing to do is what you're talking about, which is um, develop and implement injury prevention strategies. Mm. Um, so do we have any? Do any exist? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, obviously... Things like nutrition, hydration, rest and recovery, all of those are going to be factors that, that impact injury risk. Um, my area isn't necessarily in those things. We do have set injury prevention strategies that exist uh, for injury prevention in Gaelic games. So I'm going to focus on those. And there is there is two. So you have your GA15 um, and you have your Activate GA warm-up. And these are both, I suppose, standardised sort of warm-up protocols that teams can do. They, they take about 15 minutes. And they're sort of broken up into these three different phases. You go through some running, you do some strength work, and then you work on your sports-specific movements, so they call it. Um, now, the thing with these is they, they might not always be very exciting, Diane, um, but the, the research suggests that they do work. Um, yeah, well, it, to, however, to be fair, it yeah. makes sense. So like, my background is uh, exercise physiology. So it mm-hmm. sounds like from what you're talking about now, it sounds like the warm-ups are very, very specific to the work that is just to be about to be undertaken. And of course, mm-hmm. if it's slow and progressive, as it would be over a 15-minute period, um, I can see how that would work very well to prepare muscles and tissues mm-hmm. for the work that they're going to undertake. So that makes sense. So is that is that strategy something that's available for... Um, so that's the warm-up strategy and I know you mentioned the second one but is that is the warm-up strategy available for people to view and use? It is, yes. So you can, you can access these resources online and um, however, I guess that the, the problem with these is unfortunately when, when we look at adoption rates you know, typically only 20 to 30% of teams are actually doing something like this and that's, that's probably the, the main issue you know, that, that's far from ideal so really that's what we're looking to change. But is it an awareness issue? I wonder, in, or or what is the issue? So, do are, are clubs and teams aware that these um, resources exist? Do, do you know? Do you know if they're aware and just not using them, or they're just not aware and that might be contributing to the the poor adoption rates? That is an excellent question, Dan. And what I would say is, it, it's a little bit of both. Um, so definitely, there, there is something to be said for promotion being a factor as well. And um, but a lot of this is. You know, is the program actually what players and coaches want to do? You know, so we've done some research on that, and and just recently we've done you know interviews with players and coaches themselves on what they want, because you know ultimately they're the ones that are going to have to do this, so they have to enjoy it. Sure. Um, and so we did forty interviews. I say we, I did forty interviews, and we got their preferences. And really, their preferences are actually quite clear, Diane. You know, they want something that's a bit more fun. First of all, yeah. a bit more accessible, a bit more user-friendly, I suppose, than, than teams have been maybe in the past. They, they want something that's, that's more games-based. You know, it simulates the game. It has more ball work involved in it. And as well, they want something that's a little bit more individualized. So it isn't just, you know, a one-size-fits-all. Here, we all do this one program and that's grant, you know. They, 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 want, they want something that's a little bit more specific to them and their sport. And really, I suppose, a lot of that comes back down to, to education. Uh, I think as well. And obviously, you know, resources and getting access to everybody is important. But I think, you know, having people actually confident doing it and knowing that they're doing the right thing and being aware of how important it is and the positive effects, you know, that's a a really big part of this and that's the main part of the strategy we're developing. 
Absolutely, yeah. It make, look, it makes perfect sense. Like, rarely does one size fit all um, in anything got to do with exercise. So that makes perfect sense. And it's great to hear that this um, type of research is being undertaken. So just, um, I suppose, going back to, you did mention a second a second injury prevention strategy there. Um, apart from the warm-up, what was the second one? So they're both actually warm-ups. Uh, so the GA15 was developed, I think, 2015. And that's specific to GA. And that was developed um, by researchers in UCD. And then you have the Activate GA warm-up, which is another warm-up that was developed by Ulster GA and uh, Sinai up, up north. And they're both standardised warm-up protocols. And they both take about 15 minutes. Very good. Um, very good. And and I, and and I am delighted to hear that people like yourself are focusing on this area because, of course, like, you know, you, you say, oh, yeah, someone got injured. But for that person who is dedicating a lot of their time and their life and their energy to training and then they're out for a number of weeks or months or they're getting recurring injuries, like obviously it takes a physical toll, but it takes a huge um, mental health toll as well. Um, so, you know, it is really important to start addressing these issues. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, so what's the next steps then, John? Yeah, that's a great question. So I suppose the next step, the immediate next step for me is We've, we've looked at adult players, we've looked at coaches, and we'd like to interview players that are, you know, aged 13 to 17, so in juvenile players, because really, I think it's, there's no point in doing this if it, the strategy doesn't reach everyone. You know, it's not just your senior player, your inter-county player. This strategy needs to, to reach at all levels of, of ladies' Gaelic football, and, and so to do that, we need, you know, input from everyone. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do short interviews with, with players, young players, and get their views um, so, I mean, if you don't mind, Dan, if anyone is listening that is interested or parenting their child could help, I'll be putting out a short form on Twitter and LinkedIn, which are both just under my name, uh, or you can email me directly at john.corrigan at DCU. So that's the very next step. Um, I suppose to give you a better answer probably and a more broad answer, once we have all the perspectives, then this goes, uh, that information it goes to a panel of experts, both from within the LGFA and injury prevention in general. And we use that information and information from the Injury Fund to develop a sport-specific programme for, for ladies football and an implementation strategy to, to kind of go along with that, which will include education and things like that. And then we test out the programme and see how it goes and, and then hopefully roll things out nationally. Very good. Um, and I'm delighted to hear that you're talking about the younger age groups because, of course, really what we want to do is get good practices in when people are young um, to avoid injuries. Like often by the time people get to 18, 19, 20, they've had a number of recurring or different injuries. Um, so working with the youth, of course, is really, really important. And um, John, if any coaches want to uh, know more or try and work in this area of injury prevention, what can what can they do? Yeah, 100%. So, uh, first of all, what you said about the, the youth side of things, that's a great point. I, I 100% agree because, you know, there's a huge amount of dropout as well before they even get to that stage. So, preventing injury early is important. Um, but for coaches, you know, I suppose the programs I mentioned before, your GA15, your Activate, they might not be a perfect fit, but certainly they are effective. So, you know, if you're a parent that's looking after, say, an underage team and you want to face a start, accessing those two is definitely a good idea. Uh, from a starting point. Now, in terms of actually putting them into practice, what I would say is definitely start gradually. So only slowly introduce, say, those different exercises into your training and, and just see how things go. And then when you're more comfortable with things, that's when I try and develop it up. And then you'd say, I'll do the whole GA15 thing. Um, 
what I think as well is important for coaches to know is it doesn't all have to be done back to back or exactly by the book. There is some flexibility with these things, you know. The research shows that even if you move the exercise around, it's still very effective. I think that's really important uh, for coaches to, to understand. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much very pretty good. the main thing on that. Um, well, John, I want to wish you the very best of luck with your really interesting research. Um, and thanks very much for joining me on the line today. Thanks a million, Dan. No problem at all. Joining me in studio now is Suzanne Toomey. And just before we went on air, I asked Suzanne how would she like me to introduce her and her husband kindly offered the Zumba Queen. (laughs) So uh, so we're going to talk about Zumba. Uh, Suzanne, you're very welcome. Thanks a million for coming in to talk to me. Thank you for having me. So Zumba, right? Um, Now, so we... I know you've been working in it for a while um, and we've certainly seen it in the health and fitness industry gaining in popularity over the last number of years. So maybe um, some of our listeners, Suzanne, maybe they have never tried it, maybe they'd like to try it, maybe they're not really sure what it is. So how would you describe Zumba? So what is it? Zumba is a fun fun workout. Um, it's You're getting the benefit of uh, it being an aerobic exercise but it's fun and I think when it's a fun exercise you 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 stick to it rather than you know something that you don't want to uh, do uh, oh. yeah absolutely <laughs> so like we'd see um, like say you know especially when you come into the new year and people are thinking right that's it I'm going to do something this year I'm going to do exactly. something for my health and yes. for my fitness and certainly what you've just said is completely true if you can find something that is fun, fun. and yeah. that you can enjoy you're, yeah. you're on to a real winner there yeah and like, you're you're kind of you're dancing and you're sweating and you're having fun and you're not realising and apart from the aerobic exercise benefit, it really boosts boosts your mood. Yes. So you could have a bad day, and you you know you won't just want to de-stress. And I think most of us don't even think that you know exercise could help. But all exercise obviously will help to to de-stress and and boost the mood. But with Zumba, when you're dancing, you're thinking you're in a club, but you're <laughs> in a hall. You know, it's like a happy hour. But uh, <laughs> it will. And true to that, I have never seen a video or a clip or a class of Zumba where somebody had uh, an unhappy exactly, face yes. so all all was smiling and I and I, I now I had to be fair I will say I haven't done a class I will do a class um, because one of the things that I like to do and I and I would encourage other people to do is, to do, is yeah. every now and again try something that you've never done before, before. Uh, yeah. you'll always get something from the experience yeah um, yeah and also like at the moment with um especially after covid there's so many virtual classes going on. So even those who are nervous to try a class may be thinking, oh God, you know, like um, at least they have the option to do it, to to exercise at home because they don't need any equipment for it. Yes. But uh, maybe when they are confident enough or even, you know, like they could then join join a class. But obviously it's, it's nice to to be with other people as well. Yes. So, yeah. But we're, everybody starts from... Uh, uh, any class is always hard from the first time. So then, you know, you get used to it. You get used to the people around you and you feel like you're in the community. You know, exactly. So, so there, there's a lot going on, you know, and I always think fair play to everybody who tries something new, um, especially because like you have to walk into a place that you might not have been before. There's all there's a lot of new people in there. Yeah. And then if you're a beginner, you might be thinking, oh, you know, are there any other beginners or who else is here? Yeah. But I know um, I know that the classes are 
are suitable for everybody because yes, yeah, that's another yeah. benefit because yeah. you can have all ages. You can have you know from teenagers up up to people in their sixties. So it's it's just like there's a I. I've had even three generations in one class at, at some, sometimes, Is you know. It, that, so that's, that's great fun. Imagine, you know, it's fantastic. It's very good because even they could do things together and I could see even like mothers and daughters coming together and they're doing something together. So, Absolutely. you know, that, that's another another benefit that it, it's for all ages. And then obviously when you have people who... Um, you know, they would have conditions like diabetes or arthritis. They would know their limit. They would know. Obviously, I would know as well because mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, I would know if they suffer from anything. But they know their limitations, and they would, you know, if they need a break here and there, or they they just you know pause a little and say, okay, I might. There's no pressure at all. So that's that's the good thing of it as well. But they, you know, it's it's it's. It's for all ages and and for all abilities. For everybody, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. And I know you've been doing it for a long time. So, can I, like, how did you originally get into this? Um, yes, I'm doing it 12 years now. So I start in 2010. I was looking for. I was already working as a fitness instructor for a long time, and then. I, you know, you always look for new trends. So yeah. um, I was, I came across um, videos on YouTube, and I was curious. So I, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I love the music, and and um, I I told my husband then I was like, look, this is really interesting, you know. So we looked up, but we couldn't find any classes near us. This was, you know, twelve years in two thousand ten. So and you were um, ba- you you're based in Leeds. In Leeds, yeah. yes. Mm. So then I found classes in Dublin where the nearest. So what we did was we found out that there was a, a class, um, like a master class from a trainer coming over. Uh, she was. Uh, coming from UK so we 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 went and we we just loved it we mm-hmm. were dancing and both my husband and I we loved the music we both loved Latin music because Zumba is based on more on Latin rhythms and we decided to both do the training so we both got certified then in late 2010 and we started te- I started teaching immediately after and then he joined me so at the moment uh, we have some classes which, which which we teach together which is great we, have, di- we have different mm. styles so you know um, uh, it kind of is, is uh, um, uh, we have our both our different styles and I think people love that as well that we could you know bring something different yeah um, yeah so since then you know since um, after we got certified, in 2010, we started classes in Port Leash. We did start classes around Leash as well, but obviously now there's more instructors, more classes around, and you know there's more choice, uh, you know, around the county. So our name is Zumba Leash because we were the first to bring Zumba in County Leash. So I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're talking to the trendsetter here for, from Leash. Yeah. Well done, well done. But it it is it is fabulous because um, our listeners will will be nearly fed up of me talking about exercise and the benefits of exercise <laughs> and why everyone needs to exercise. But um, I we really do encourage people to try and find something that's fun because you're more likely to stick to it. Um, and I think like would it be fair to say you know no matter what type of a day you have when you walk into the class when you come out you are nearly like a different person exactly yeah. yes yeah. That, that's something important I uh, while I'm here I would like to you know this, this is something that uh, we all have our struggles so I myself I am I'm teaching and I could have a bad day mm-hmm. but once I start the warm up I completely forget about everything and I I go home and you know 
feel better yes. and I could deal with everyday's problems much better. Yes. You know, so yeah. um, th- this is something that... Uh, The satisfaction I get as well is from people texting me saying, Suzanne, um, you know, I, I really suffer from anxiety or I really suffer from this and that. But you make the class makes me feel so much better. Yes, and yeah. that for me is, is, you know, a great satisfaction. Because Fabulous. It's not just obviously I have the people who would want to lose, a f- you know, a few pounds and, and they want something to burn calories. And that's a great benefit. Um, but when you have even people who are suffering from other you know, issues yeah. that, that really boosts their mood. And they look forward to that because they know it's going to, you know, make them feel better. So that's why for me, I know the first, uh, to try, as you said, to try something new, sometimes you're like, ah, you know, but there's going to be people around you. The first time, yes, it's always hard. But once people come in, they start chatting to each of other. Of course, yeah. They make everyone mm. feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you get you try to get the steps. You're fo- so focused on getting the steps that, you know, then you, you're having fun. And for me, seeing sweaty, smiley faces in front of me is, is a great satisfaction, you know. And, absolutely. Uh, especially even somebody in the first class. You yeah, know? absolutely. So. For, a- for any of us working in the area of exercise, a sweaty, smiley exactly. face is exactly <laughs> what you're looking for. And as you um, said, they yeah. go home happy and yeah. they go, you know like uh, they will not regret it for sure I can I, I can assure you yes absolutely <laughs> um, now can I, can I can I ask you Suzanne you don't quite have the same leash accent as I do <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you're, you're a Maltese accent <laughs> Maltese. Yeah. you don't have my lovely leash tan or lack of tan either um, so you're you're here in in leash how many years uh, 13 years 13 yeah years. we're from Very Malta good. and we moved 13 years ago yeah great and we'll And will the Zumba Queen be staying with us in Leeds? Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Um, so, Suzanne, I'll just—I want to ask you then, um, in terms of, have you any classes on at the moment that yes. people might be um, interested to join? Our classes would be uh, Monday at half seven and Wednesday at seven o'clock in St. Mary's Hall in Portlaoise. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, uh, on the Dublin Road. Um, and then I will next from next week I will be starting a virtual class with EduFit in Port Arlington. Um, so th- th- at the moment, those are the classes. I would have other classes that, you know, like I've been um, working with the, some classes with the Leash Sports Partnership as well. So, uh, but those are my classes at the moment, which people can join in. Perfect. Um, And how would they, they find you or what? Wh- how can they contact you? Um, they could find me on Facebook, Susanna Toomey, or um, Instagram as well. Or they could contact me on 087-144-8052 if they need any more information. But as as I said, it's open for everyone. They can join in. The class is in St. Mary's Hall on Monday and Wednesday. Um, the hall is very big, so there's plenty of space. Anybody would is more than welcome to join us. Brilliant. So maybe our listener, you might put this on your bucket list for 2023. <laughs> um, Suzanne, thanks so much for coming in to join me in studio. I want to wish you the very best of luck with all of your classes and I can promise you, uh, you'll see me yes. <laughs> in, in one Definitely. of them. You uh, promise now that. <laughs> yeah, it's official. Um, thanks very much, Suzanne. Thank you very much. Thank you. Joining me in studio this evening is Ruth and Steve. So uh, you're very welcome to the show, guys. Thanks so much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having us. Cheers, Diane. And I can't wait to talk to you. Right. So um, 
Steve, I might start with yourself. So um, we we were actually just chatting before we came on air about the fact that you're playing um, wheelchair basketball. Yep, yep. Yeah, so where where is that? It's in Clunnesley. Clunnesley, right. Yeah, the mountains. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, I, was, it's, I spent many, many years uh, run, running and going around that area. It's, it's a beautiful place. Um, and so... How many have you been playing for long? Uh, I started playing in 2018, but I didn't really get serious with it until tw- just before COVID. Just before COVID, yeah. right? Um, and actually, so then, what happened with COVID? Was it was it cancelled? Yeah, uh, mid-season it got shut down, and then we didn't start back again until late September 2021. Okay, um, and so for anyone who has who who doesn't know much about wheelchair basketball, is it is it the same? Say, uh, rules are pretty much the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. no contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, two points, three points. Free throws, everything, pretty much. And do do you have to? So is it is it a different wheelchair that you yeah, use? Yeah, yeah, it's sports wheelchair. Um, if you look at a regular wheelchair, uh, the only modification you do to it is there's like a, a ring of a ring of metal basically okay. at the very front, just yeah. just to protect your feet, and then the wheels are at a slope. Just to make sure, like, if you get close to the wheelchair, you don't get your fingers caught. Okay. Because no, I, I genuinely wondered about that. Because obviously, like, you know, and especially when you're in a competitive situation, yeah, yeah. Y- you could easily have an impact. Well, like, impacts do happen. Like, it's, it, it's, it is no contact and you need to show that you're in control of your chair. But at the same time, it does happen. And it's okay as long as you make the effort. Okay. To try and control your chair. <laughs> and like obviously if someone has the ball, you can try and swipe for the ball. Okay. But if you make contact with the person, the foul. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um and so um are you training a couple of times a week? Uh, in Clonestay we only train once a week on a Monday night. Okay. But I started training with the Kilkenny team on a Wednesday night. Every now and again, right? So I'm trying to train as much as I can. Okay, so you're really, you're really loving this. Oh yeah, yeah. can't get enough of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and are you you're competing? Like so, uh, oh, like, are, there's an Irish league. Like yeah, sometimes you have the team in the league, and then pretty much every major city in the country has a team. Okay, Dublin has two: Cork, Kilkenny, Galway, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, great. Mm. Um, and so, so obviously we've mentioned that this is wheelchair basketball. Mm. Um, but we we were chatting just before you came on air, and we were saying that you you haven't always been using a wheelchair. No, no, I had a used to have a motorcycle up until oh, okay. 2016 okay. and then just outside town I was driving home from the gym early one morning and a woman just pulled down in front of me I went into horror and that was pretty much that Oh my goodness wow okay so um, oh wow um, just got just be, to be careful on the road like god it, it, it's so like in a split second Oh yeah like it was a simple mistake I mean I drive that road every day still Of course yeah, and even yeah. now in my car People still do the exact do same thing. Is is it a certain place? Is it is it? You know the bypass, the Tullamore bypass. The where? Tullamore bypass. Bypass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. the Putchon Road. Right. Bypass comes out there. Oh. I was driving straight, and again, she just didn't see me. But like, it was a bright day. Yeah. Uh, the guards uh, did her for either reckless or dangerous driving. I can't remember which. Oh my god. Um. So in the split second, then of course, obviously everything changed for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so before that time, were you were you interested in sport? Yeah, yeah. I always played soccer and football all through school, played soccer and football. And then um, after school, then me and my friends played here up in Leah Victoria. Okay. Every, every Wednesday night, yeah. Okay. So you, you loved sport? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then at the, t- at the same time, I was working in the bridge house. And because of that, I was at the free gym. Okay. So I was in there five, six times a week. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's great. Sports matter. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, now, and then, so 
first of all, I'm delighted to hear that you're still playing sport, but there there's a big road between the time, I suppose, when, when you had your accident and when you were able to play sport again. Yeah, like uh, I was in hospital for three months and then I did rehab for three months. And then it took me about a year after that then to get myself sorted with where I was. Mm. Just get used to get used to the way my body worked now. Sure. That kind of thing. Completely different. Yeah, yeah. get your head straight. Yes, yeah. And then once that happened then, uh, a girl I used to work with um, lived in Clonsley okay. and mentioned, oh, there's a basketball team there for wheelchairs. So I Googled that and then one of the lads' names popped up, gave him a ring and yeah, that was that. Wow, and you, know, you haven't looked back since, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's fantastic. And, and joining you, so here as well is uh, Ruth. Now, so Ruth is a fitness instructor and personal trainer and she's working in Mount Rath Martial Arts and Fitness Academy. Now, I do know Ruth because I have had the absolute pleasure of working with you, Ruth, over the last number of years. You're probably sick of me at this stage. Not at all, Diane, <laughs> not at all. Um, but I know, I, I do know that you are a fantastic instructor. Um, I genuinely think you're a gift to this area um, and I've seen the magic that you do uh, on a daily basis with the people that you work with. And maybe Steve might agree with me. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so now, can you tell me how, Ruth, how did you two meet? Okay, well, first of all, um, I met Steve. I was working in the gym and a lovely lad called Paul Cullen came over and he said, I've a bunch of lads in wheelchairs. Would you be able to do something with the lads? It was shortly after COVID. People were still reluctant to come out, but the boys were just mad to get going and doing something. So I was like, God, Paul, I've never worked with people in wheelchairs before. And he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'll drop you over a wheelchair, sit in it, get used to it, see what you think. And then the boys will start coming over and everybody has different abilities and that so it was getting sure. to know everybody and what their abilities were was and then modifying everything what I do is the circuit training with the lads so basically at every station there's maybe three or four different options of what to do in different ways to suit everyone the way it is um, so yeah then that's how Steve yeah. came along and um, yeah that was in September 21 and then the boys asked me, would I join them as their able body for wheelchair basketball? So we see lots of each other. So between, well, if we're not away <laughs> playing g- games, we're training up in Clonnesley or they're in Mount Rat over with me. So we're like a big family now at this stage. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, and I want to, from a, from a fitness instructor's perspective, right? And as you said, you had never done this type of work before. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, the it makes perfect sense to me for you to try to sit in a wheelchair yeah. and figure out how the world works. Oh yeah, from a big eye opener. I'd imagine I fell out of that chair more times, Diane. Really? Honest yeah. God. yeah really? Like even simple things like stones, little chippings. We really don't understand mm-hmm. how somebody is getting on in a wheelchair until you actually sit in that wheelchair yourself. It's um, night and day, do you know what I mean? You really have to figure it out and work with your chair and then you get to understand everybody else that are wheelchair users as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, and I have often, on so many occasions, I have often wonder like I think back to when I used to be trying to push my little one in her buggy through uh, crowded streets yeah. up and down paths mm-hmm. um, and we're 
you know, a bit behind. Very behind, if you ask. Yeah, yeah I think very behind. Would you agree, um, Steve? Yeah, Steve. Yeah, uh, town's gotten a little bit better now. Okay. Since they've mm-hmm. done all the pedestrianised okay. areas, it is better, but still, yeah, a lot long way to go. Is it like? trying to figure that out and navigate it when when you were able to walk and now you're trying to do it in the wheelchair like is it like I'd imagine like for the rest of us who have the luxury of just going wherever we want to go whenever we want do you have to do planning and preparation Uh, not so much me okay I'm more of a I'll figure it out on the go great yeah but like I'm young and I'm fit, so I I, I I can have that kind of luxury. Um, if you're 50, 60 in a wheelchair, you, you would need to plan ahead. I'd say. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, now you've just actually brought me onto something. Just when when you talked about being fit, um, how much of a difference does fitness and strength make to you? Oh, huge! Like absolutely huge. Mm. Like when I first came out of the hospital, even just uh, park at the bridge centre and then push into the bridge centre to get your hair cut. Yeah, like that. You would burn your your arms would be burning a little bit. Yeah. But since basketball and the gym and stuff like that, like I could push all day in my day chair and be happy enough. Like my arms wouldn't be burning around like that. Like the grand. Amazing. And and I, and I understand what you're saying because um, we'll say it's not. Sorry, I'm not making a comparison. But a few years ago, I kayaked around Ireland for charity, so we we're predominantly using arms yeah, yeah. and you're using you know you're, you're, when I, you can still you're actually pushing off your feet too but when I started the kayak journey your arms are absolutely fatigued so oh, yeah. quickly because yeah, yeah. obviously there's a much smaller muscle mass in your arms than there is in your legs oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I can only I can only imagine all of a sudden where you actually have to use those that, that those smaller muscle groups all of the time that's where the basketball really does come in clutch okay. just because there's so much pushing especially if you want to play like a, a, for Ireland like a high level like that like it's insane like I'm not even halfway near those lads and just it still it still makes getting around town so much easier. Wow, that's that's yeah. incredible. Wow. Even like within the first two, three weeks, I'd notice it just pushing around town like Really? Oh, that God, quickly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. But again, like our train on the Monday night's two hours long. Yes. And most of that's just pushing, pushing, pushing. So like Wow, yeah. But again, having the kind of camaraderie with the team stuff yes. like that like yeah. it's, it's very good for pushing you on like. yeah and I'm, I'm sure it's to, to, be, to be to be playing with people who are in the same situation as yourself yeah, even just after asking advice yeah. like for, I, for I, like I was on, not on my own for a year but like I never talked to anyone in the same situation as me for about a year okay. and then once I did start playing basketball uh, like the likes of Garrett and John Scott they were like pretty similar to me injury wise okay. so if I needed any advice or if there was something happening to me that I didn't really understand, yes. I'd say to them, and like, odds are one of them would know what I'm talking about. Sure, so th- like that brings up another point. It's, you know, it, for anyone listening today that's in a similar situation to yourself, it, it's very important to try and get that peer support. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's crazy the difference it makes just having someone in the same situation that has any sort of advice for you. Okay. It's mad, like. Okay. Um, and you mentioned uh, just that, that people have, have, have lots of different things going on and different conditions. And Ruth, if I come back to you, um, I'm thinking as a fitness instructor. So like, so now you have a, a room full of people. Now, yep. this happens <coughs> no matter what class you're teaching and everybody oh, yeah. has different abilities yeah, and fitness definitely. levels and everything. But you're now trying to understand a range of different injuries yep. uh, and you're trying to cater for all of these um, different abilities in the one class is it difficult? 
I suppose at the start it was a little bit, but the, everybody, the lads that all come to me, and I say lads because it was mostly men at start, I have one or two ladies after joining since, but they would come to me and say, Ruth, this won't work for me, I can't grip onto this, but if you give me that, that'll work for me. And, and just as the time has gone on and I get to know everybody themselves and their abilities it was easy then to change and modify things and just add to different uh, bring in new equipment and that and not even big equipment like even loop bands and some weights and kettlebells and like that just different grips and that for some of the lads they might need it adjusted and different weights and things like that. But well, of course, there's, as you said, there, there's ways of doing it. Like, yeah, if you're, pay, if, you pay it, if you're paying attention to what everyone is able to do exactly. and work with that. Yeah. And like I said, everyone was always so good to come back and say, look, that won't work for me, but I can do this or I can do that. And it's... Well, I, I think that's actually a really important point, point for any of us working in this. And, we, and, and I know you and I know you do this automatically and I would have done it too, but it's really important not to make assumptions about people. Oh, definitely. Do, you know, do not play... Do, absolutely do not place a limitation on anybody because we're all All capable of so much and half the time we don't even know what we're capable of Um, but when we work together and communicate then we can figure out just how much we're able to do exactly yeah yeah, yeah. definitely Um, and the strength and conditioning obviously as Steve was just saying is obviously really really important oh so important we do a lot of strength but then cardio as well because a lot of lads want to keep down the weight and all that so it all goes hand in hand it's good to build the strength but the um, especially like some of the lads wouldn't have core so do you know what I mean obviously transferring across and that the less weight you're carrying the easier it is so it's very important for everyone's day to day living that they're looking after themselves and they're keeping fit and healthy and yeah that's it so and when having fun having too. fun, having having fun. Having I love fun. that word we like yeah. to have fun yeah. we always have a laugh no matter where we're at <laughs> being over the Tunnesley or in with me the music's blaring everyone's yes. having fun and even really just hard. aside from the the soccer training we do, like there's games we afterwards. Always, like yeah, we'll always have mm-hmm. a bit of a laugh. We'll have a little game of could be like X's nose throwing the beanbags in. Yeah, everyone yeah. gets so competitive and <laughs> yeah, laugh like we hiding them and oh, I've just got messers, messers. So, <laughs> Which is fun. what you want. There is That's enough it. stress oh, yeah. and strain oh, going exactly. on, and and enough things that people are trying to deal with. If you can have a bit of fun and have a laugh, you have to have fun. Um, and I have seen your classes, so I know. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on for a little fun. Why <laughs> not? Why not? Life's too serious, so uh, you got to have fun. Absolutely. Um, and Ruth, just you mentioned aerobic there. Uh, uh, what type of like aerobic? I can, I can visualize strength conditioning. I can visualize yeah. like as I'm sitting in my chair, I can visualize me using bands and yeah. uh, you know kettlebells or dumbbells or whatever. So, what type of aerobic stuff would you do? Well, it's just like that. A lot of the lads, obviously, it's more upper body, so we do a lot of boxer size. Excellent. Um, I love boxer size. But yeah, just anything moving the upper body, do you know what I mean? Um, is always good for burning calories, you know what I mean? Because um, we are, the lads are limited, I suppose, to what they can do. But um, it all, loads of, loads of boxer size. Yeah, oh, sure, I, and which is great. For, and and oh, yeah. if, if you were having a frustrating day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to let it out sometimes. Uh. Oh, yeah. I'd root on the other side holding the pads not yeah. so good but yeah no, all, loads of you're, fun yeah. you're a brave woman Ruth. I am a brave, brave woman you are, yeah, you yeah, are. That I am. Um, speaking of classes what yes. classes are available if anyone would like to 
you get in touch? Well, we have everything going on in my track. So obviously I have classes for wheelchair users, that's circuit training and a bit of basketball, things like that. I also have classes for older people and inclusive classes. So I do activator poles, which is great for balance and sure, yeah. things like mm. that. Then we have a bowls club. So um yeah, that does be loads of fun. And then we have a movie morning where we just chill out on huge big bean bags and watch big movies, movies on big screens. Uh, what morning is that on? Yes, uh, every Thursday <laughs> morning at 11, yeah. <laughs> um, then I do individual training with people. So it's um, more kids and young adults that might have cerebral palsy, stuff like that. Um, I usually work with them um, just to build on strength and different things like that. Um, I also do um, ordinary classes then so we like lunchtime classes mm. and boot camps and there's something for everything kids classes loads of stuff yeah because I did I see are there like um, boxing classes for kids or is it there's what, what kickboxing it? classes yeah, yeah. over there and then we do boxercise and there's karate and then there's circuit training. There's, there's everything. everything from four yeah. years all the way. And it's a fabulous, it's a lovely facility. Oh, and like there's loads of parking and stuff. It's so it's brilliant. It yeah. was an old convent mm. and then it was um, all done up and it's now called Bloom HQ. Yes. And the gym is down the end. It's all hot, hot desks and uh, it's such a fun place to work yeah, in and it it's lovely, yeah. super busy and everyone's lovely and even all the ones that work down in the hub would use the gym mm. for their lunchtime mm. um, classes and things mm. like that. Just an absolute great atmosphere and uh, just yeah, lovely, lovely, cool place to work in. Now, I think I know the answer to this, but uh, do you like your job, Ruth? Um, <laughs> yes, I do. Now, in fairness, I have to say, uh, love my job yeah, absolutely yeah. I love working with people yeah. I love seeing everyone come along how they're changing as they're progressing yes, yeah. I get to see I get to know them on a very uh, like uh, on you a, do on a, on a deep and a personal yeah, level exactly. you do yeah. I work with yeah. kids and then their parents their mum might come into a class and then I go out and do strength and conditioning with maybe their dads in the GA clubs so I get to know everyone's family more yes. so than yeah. just the one or two individuals mm. and then they always come to me and we have chats and we go for coffees and it's it's just a real community atmosphere over there it's so good it's just really, really nice place to be. Uh, that that's fantastic, Ruth. So, um, for, for anyone listening today, if you'd like to get in touch with Ruth or to have more information on all of the classes, um, so it, it, they can look up Bloom HQ. Yeah, Bloom HQ, or they can give me a ring on oh eight six. Three two six two five seven zero, and I'm happy to talk to anyone anytime. Ruth and Steve, thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And Steve, uh, I look forward to seeing you uh, playing for Ireland <laughs> one of these days. Well, it sounds like you're on your way. He's on trying, his way. I, absolutely. So thanks very much, guys, for joining us in studio today. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Diane. Thanks, William. Thanks very much for joining me on the Health and Fitness Show this evening. If you missed the show, you can listen back on the podcast, which can be found on midlands103.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. So have a lovely weekend, everybody, and I'll chat to you next week.